And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 11. Not sure if there's going to be an episode 12, but thank you for joining. And back by popular demand, we have Brittany Moore, who won... Round of applause for Brittany Moore, everybody. What's up, Brittany? What's going on? How's it going? Another day, another dollar. You know, just um, ready to do this podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. I was actually really surprised when you messaged me, but happy to be here. So, no, I think we've got a good thing going. You know, we did the first one on Instagram, we did the last episode together, and you know, I think it's a good, I think that you provide a a perspective that I don't have, and I'm obviously able to provide you a perspective that you don't have, and I think that it's a good thing for our audience for that balance, and, you know, there's tons of people, obviously, there's tons of people who listen who are in your position, and lots of people who listen from my position, so I think it's a good a good balance that we have going on, and, you know, we had some good conversation last time, so. I definitely feel the same. I'm glad that I didn't have any uh, cheer moms or cheer mom friends wanting to, you know, wring my neck over saying, oh, we'd go <laughs> to, you know, four or five out of state or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually took a, I ended up doing a survey after that. I didn't send it to our all-star parents, but I sent it to our prep parents and said, hey, what would you guys be willing to do? And I knew it. I knew they weren't going to make it. I was hoping they made the decision like easy for me. I hope it, I was hoping it was going to be like 90% either wanted to go out of state or didn't want to go out of state and, you know, just made the decision easy, but it was legit 50% right down the middle, you know, 50 said, let's go out of state. 50% said, no, let's just do virtual events. So, you know, that doesn't make, ah, now the decisions, you know, back to mine again, or back being mine again. So yeah definitely I mean I don't know you are um in a hard spot sometimes when it comes to those kind of things I mean I know what I fill out my surveys for so uh I don't know if I'd want to be on your end having to make that decision because it's definitely not an easy one you know it's not but you know you get the you collect information at the end of the day all of us make mistakes. They all make wrong decisions. So I just try my best to collect as much information as I can, understand all the perspectives that I can, and then make my best decision from there. And sometimes I'm going to be right. Sometimes I'm going to be wrong. But I'll, you know, eventually, I always try to take that perspective that I'm going to learn from it and not to be afraid to make decisions. Like I just never, and that's one of the things I always try to teach the kids is, don't be afraid to make decisions. Like you're going to make decisions. You're going to learn. You're going to grow. Sometimes it's going to be right. Sometimes it's going to be wrong. But I, I never want to be, be the guy who is, uh, what do they call it? Paralysis by analysis and just try to analyze so much I never make a decision. So, you know, collect information, make a decision, live with the results, move on. Yeah, so. true. And like I've said before, I think your guys' job, yours and Ashley's, is a super hard job. 
but um you know you saw we signed up for cheer knowing that there might be travel and um this season is definitely a little bit different than all of them and uh gotta do what we gotta do i guess right definitely different so for those of you who are not part of our american cheer program you know we're out here in california doesn't look like we're gonna have any events we just got i got the call Ashley got a phone call yesterday. They didn't actually call me specifically. They called Ashley, but I called them back on Ashley's phone. Uh, got the phone call yesterday that Spirit Sports is now going to be a virtual event. And then got a text message slash email about the Paris event. And it, they literally came within an hour of each other. And I'm like, oh, this is awful. So, like, the big question is, like, are we going to have real live events for us, you know, here in California? And as much as I was, I'm an optimistic person. I try to live my life as optimistically as possible. You know, I just, it's just hard for me to want to live another way and be, you know, the glass is half empty. It just doesn't even make any sense to me to look at life that way. But I know there are people that do that. So I'm not hating on you. People probably taking that as a personal attack. Pessimists are taking that as a personal attack. He's talking about me right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. No one cares. <laughs> no one's thinking about you. But um, but that was just, that was a gut punch. Just been like, no. So hearing those things, but I'm like, are we actually going to have a competition season? I think about that. I'm not sure if we're going to have a real live one or any events actually take place in California. I am hope- hopeful about the second quarter and having some of those end of the year events here in California. I am holding out hope for those. But as for right now, it looks like we're going to get on some planes and do a little bit of traveling. So how do you feel about the, the opportunity of either Nashville or Myrtle beach? Okay. So I think I got the email whenever, um, we were in Texas because uh, we have some friends that are from California. They moved to Texas. So we try to take the twins out there like every two years so they could play with our friends and visit them. And then us too. And I think I got the email when I was in Texas mm-hmm. and when I first read it, I was like, Oh God. <laughs> but, um, but then I just was like, Oh, that'd be fun. Like I kind of, I looked, I immediately looked at the dates, um, to see like if my husband was going to be able to go, if he was going to be off. Um, so I put him in our calendar and, uh, I think it's Nashville he's off for Mm -hmm. and Myrtle either they're like right within a week in before each other. Um, and I was just like, well, you know, if he can go, he can go. But I, I, I mean, it didn't really bother me. Like, I mean, I thought it was cool that you guys broadened your horizons. Um, to me, it felt like to get us to go somewhere. Um, and then I immediately started looking at flights and where can I fly out of and what times and things like that. Uh, I mean, I've never been to Nashville and I've never been to Myrtle Beach. So um, I think it'd be like a cool experience for the girls and they're, they're only 10 years old. So getting to travel somewhere for a sport, I think is great. Um, but it's just, it's so like heartbreaking that we just, I mean, you look at things so optimistically and I really try. And that's one thing I admire about you. You're always looking about the positive things, but I just keep thinking like, geez, Louise, is this ever going to end? Because I mean, we, 
it just seems like it's never going to end. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited, whatever we decide. I mean, hopefully you guys choose which one we're going to go to soon so we can book those flights and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I don't know. I've said it before. I feel like you guys make the best decisions for our program and for our athletes and parents. And I mean, I think after our last podcast, um, after you put our last podcast, I talked to a couple of the moms and I asked them like, you guys weren't mad at me that I said we would travel. I I didn't mind traveling this many places. And, um, almost all of the moms I talked to were like, we wouldn't mind traveling either as long as we had enough notice so we could book flights, pay for things, save money. Um, so I was actually pretty surprised about that. Uh, but I mean, if we got to do it, we got to do it. You know, I think this virus is just changing everything i mean i every industry every sports industry everything so it's i mean how do you feel like it's gonna go for other sports you know in the future man the only sport i care about right now is cheerleading so (laughs) (laughs) that's definitely i agree yeah cheerleading and uh, i guess nfl football right now (laughs) but than that as long as those are going. Yeah, I mean, I think that they say this all the time about the NBA and NFL, but they're copycat leagues. And, you know, once one team does something that starts to work, everyone else in the league starts to copy it. And cheerleading is like that as well, except we don't really have anyone, you know, sports analysis doing that for cheerleading. But anyway, the point is copycat leagues. And so I think as one sport goes, so are all the others, especially like in youth things. So, <sighs> man, I don't know what the future holds. You know, I'm, I hold out hope because that's just the way I, I am. And I've, I've tried to learn to take things one day at a time and focus on the things I can accomplish today. Like today's the only day that matters. Today's the only day that I have, you know, I can't redo anything from the past. I can't change anything or, you know, I can't stop something or make something happen in the future. The only day I have any control over is today. And so I really try to say, okay, what decisions can I make today? Let's make those decisions right now. And then let's just kind of take it from there. So, you know, and I put in our emails, Hey, we're going to right now encore is still an event on our competition. And until they tell me otherwise, even though I, you know, I get gut feelings, until they tell me otherwise, we're going to Encore, you know? Until they tell me otherwise, this is what we're, you know, Dallas is still on the is still on the competition schedule. So I'm just trying to take it, honestly, just one day at a time. When we get new information, I'll form a new opinion about it, you know? But Yeah, I mean, I wish I, I don't, I just kind of go with the flow now. I'm just like, hey, they'll let us know when they know. On the virtual thing, though, I don't, I don't know if I heard this wrong or if I'm just making it up in my head, but originally, did you kind of not want us to do virtual competitions? Did I hear that somewhere or am I making it up? Yeah, I mean, we probably, I probably, yeah, I'm sure there's somewhere me saying that. I wanted to try our best to do regular competitions and do a regular season. I figured that I was hoping by the new year, things would have settled down a little bit and that by January, we would have been in a better spot, better position than we're in right now. Now, obviously, things 
seemingly haven't gotten better or haven't gotten much better. And so now we've got to say, okay, here's where we're at today. And now we've got to make new decisions based on the information that we have. But originally, you know, we had a whole list of competitions that varsity said that they were going to try to have. And I figured if they were going to try to have them, we were going to try to attend them. But now that's looking like those aren't going to happen, then we've got to shift our perspective and, you know, change things. I told this to the kids the other day, but, you know, we're running the, at this point, we are now running 100 meter hurdles. And we're used to running the 100 meter dash. Well, we had small obstacles, but right now we need to know that there are hurdles and obstacles in our way and that every 10 meters or so we're going to have to jump over another obstacle and then run a little, pick up a little bit momentum and then jump over another obstacle. And I think if we have the perspective that we are running the hundred meter hurdles instead of the hundred yard dash where there's where we, where there aren't going to be any obstacles, then we have a lot different perspective uh, as far as the season goes. And I, Things turn out best for those who make the best out of the way things turn out. So originally I didn't want to do any virtual competitions. I thought we'd have something going on, but it looks like we're going to do virtuals. And, and I pretty much feel like that's what the whole state of California has to do right now is do virtuals here in California. And if they really want to compete live, then they're going to have to either do something on their own. Like, Hey, we're just going to host a competition at our gym or, you know, travel out of state and, you know, kind of entertain some of the ideas that we're entertaining. Do you think that the virtual, I mean, do you think that that, you know, say, say the virus, you know, gets better and say we start, you know, next year, 2021, I mean, just hypothetically, do you think that the virtual would continue to be an option for some people? Like, you know, Palm Springs is a big event and uh, this, you know, last year was our our first time for my family going and it was like so much fun. So I would love to go back there, you know, if we could, but do you think the virtual might end up being an option for people in the future once things get back to normal? Like hypothetically, we're saying, I'm just throwing, I'm not trying to start, I'm not trying to spark a political debate, but we're (laughs) saying people, we're saying like, the vaccine comes down, we all take it, and we're ready to get back to life to normal. Do we think virtuals will still continue at that point? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. So, like, say um, next year for Palm Springs, uh, as a program, American decides to go, and it's actually in person. But um, Johnny's studio down the street doesn't want to go. Can you hear me? I can't hear you at all. mic check you can still hear me though yeah i can't hear it. i literally can't hear a thing <laughs> maybe we should stop let's stop real quick all right and we're back sorry about the uh the audio whatever happened but um all right so back to your question about the the virtual events in the future yeah so so say next, next, say next year, we, you guys as a program decide to take us to uh, Palm Springs again, but um, John's studio down the street, they, they don't want to go. Do you think they'll be able to have uh, like submit virtually, or do you think it'll just be like back to normal? Like if you come, 
this happens. Does that make sense? That does make sense. I could see a, I could see a reality. I do not see a reality where they say, I guess, no, I guess they are doing that already this year though. So they already have some competitions where some events, some teams are there live at the event and then they stream in other teams. So they're already doing that this season. That's like, it was like a new thing. So so I was going to say, I don't see them doing that, but I guess they're already doing it. I don't see, I guess why wouldn't it be in favor of, why wouldn't it, I guess I really, really wouldn't be a huge fan of that, assuming things were back to normal. But I do. No, I wouldn't be a fan of it either. I I do see them probably continuing with virtual competitions. I think it's um, at least from a business standpoint for the event producers, it seems like it's very low overhead to actually put on a virtual event. I don't know, but it seems like it's low, a lot lower overhead. You don't have to go and rent a facility. Like the teams are using their own facilities. All you have to do is pay for judges, right? And, you know, they send you registration. So I wouldn't – now, it doesn't sound like it's going to be as popular. I don't think people would want to do those over a regular live event. But I could see see scenarios where they want to do a live event – or sorry, some programs want to do an event. They really don't want to travel, but they want to get their kids judged. So we'll do this virtual event, you know, in between these two events because we couldn't find anything that was within our region to go to. We want to compete against some teams. So virtual events might actually stay around now, but hopefully they won't be the, um, you know, the majority, you know, the way that the industry starts competing always, you know, but they probably will stick around at some capacity. Yeah, that kind of stinks. (laughs) It just does, you know, I mean, I don't know. So when it comes like to the, so I know like next weekend we're supposed to film for virtual, Mm -hmm. uh, like, how does that work? Like, I mean, I know like junior whites from like one 30 to three 30 or something. So, you know, you guys just, you have, do you have like a certain like time period where you have to submit the video or, I mean, cause me, when I think virtual, like, when we go out, when the girl, not we, cause you know, I'm definitely not out there. <laughs> <laughs> when the girls go out there, it's like one-stop shop. Like there's no redo, there's no re-record or anything like that. So I, I mean, I thought it was like fair, like, okay, if we do virtual, then it's like live virtual instead of like recording and submitting a video. Like, you know, you could practice all week long, every single day, and then, you know, perform and record 10 times I don't know I kind of thought that was a little uh backwards but so how how does it work when you record and do the virtual thing yeah so the 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 team's programs get about the less than a week or about a week to actually get a video in and then record so you get from if the event is on Saturday you get from the Saturday before that all the way to the Thursday before that to film and make a, at least the way varsity is doing it. You get from Saturday to Thursday to film and then turn in your video by, you know, Thursday or Friday, whatever it is, turn it in. And then, you know, they judge it over the weekends. Now that's, that's one format. 
Now, the big thing with the big thing I hear people complaining about is kind of exactly like we said. Well, they get unlimited tries to go and try to make this thing opposed to just hitting like they did out on the mat. And the hard and that's I think that's a good argument. It's logically sound. I think the part that we're missing out is that athletes don't have I had a friend tell me this, shout out to Nikki, don't have unlimited takes within them. They only have so many full outs in their system out of practice, you know? Well, you know, today yeah. we're running full outs and you know, typically the kids can throw one, two, three, maybe good full outs. And then anything after that, they do not look good after that. They don't look, they really don't look good after their third full out. So, I mean, we, I mean, if you ever watch practice, you decide, I'm going to count how many full outs they do. We typically don't do, not typically, we rarely ever, ever do any more than three full outs in a practice. And I really like sticking to one or two full outs in a practice, just my personal opinion. But Kids don't have that many full outs in them. So they don't have unlimited takes. So if they get to full out number 10, that team is either really, really strong, well-conditioned. And if they're so well-conditioned, why did they need to get to full out number 10? Or they, or that full out is just such a hot mess. You know, it's just, kids just don't have that many takes in them. Not execution wise. So and the score sheet's execution heavy. Uh, there are other virtual events where they actually do stream in live, where you have between 11 and 11.15 to log. I'm not sure if the gap's that big, but, you know, 11 11.15 to log in on your little Zoom thing or whatever. You're going to do it live, and then they judge you, and it's more what we would think of when we think of, like, a virtual event. But, uh, you know. Do we have any of those? I mean – on on ours is are we maybe going to be doing any of those where you stream in or probably not i think i'm going to give you a maybe well here's what i don't want with the podcast here's <laughs> here's here's the here's the fine line at the walk with the podcast is i have to wear i have to make sure although i'm wearing my podcast hat right now i also <laughs> have to remember that i am a cheer director who is responsible what i don't want to do is give misinformation, not misinformation. What I don't want to do is give information to podcast listeners. I should have told my parents first, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, have them blame me. Cause that was, that was, I sprung that one in there on you. No, no, no. But I don't think this is, this is bad at all, but I do think we will have, I'm hoping to have an opportunity like that where we'll do something more along those lines. So I have to I have a phone call later this week and or sorry early next week and we'll talk about some of those options as far as doing one of those so i'm excited i'm actually really looking forward to that i think that will be a really cool event for us to do yeah for the program yeah but yeah so that's that's what we got going on right now yeah but back to um oh no go ahead is so the senior red and senior black are still going to Dallas, right? D-Town Boogie. That's the plan. And I, how's that looking? Is it looking pretty good? Or, like, do you guys expect a lot of, like, teams from the industry to come? <laughs> Man, I hope they come. You know, <laughs> this is such a weird year. Like, it's such a weird year. Who has any answers? 
I talked to someone from varsity yesterday and it's not like varsity is going to be like, yeah, Jason, we're not having Dallas, but they said we're full, you know, we're full steam ahead. All systems go right now for Dallas until we're told otherwise. So I'm like, all right, all systems go until we're told otherwise. So that's where we're at right now with, with Dallas. It seems that Texas is more open than California. And they're having, you know, they've had, you know, we haven't had any live events in California. And all the live events that have been scheduled up to this point have been canceled. I at least know that Texas is hosting live events. And it was one of the places I had a phone call. I've talked to two, maybe three different event producers. And I always ask them, where can we take these kids where we'll have events? Let me know. Just let me know where we can take these kids. And more or less, they've all said, Texas, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, Tennessee. And so, you know, that's where we're kind of looking at going right now. And how do the, um, like, so like live events, is there any like restrictions? Like, so is it like a normal event where we can go and watch other teams or you're just watching your teams or, you know, have they told you anything like that? I heard that in Florida, they're doing events like normal, just the way they did them before. I'm not sure. I didn't ask about masks or anything, but, you know, they said, yeah, we're just doing normal events. I watched an event on varsity that was in Georgia. It was in Atlanta. And I saw people in the crowd. And I was like, oh, there's people in the crowd. You know, the teams were out there. Some competed with masks. Some didn't compete with masks. But, I mean, it was a normal cheer competition. Um. But I also heard that in Houston, they competed. It was live, but they had those parents waiting outside. So, and it was like a 400 person competition, which is, I mean, that's bigger than spirit sports, 400 people or 400 teams. So bigger than spirit sports, 400, you know, or 800 parents or no, it's 400 teams. So who knows how many parents, right? Yeah. Outside, waiting outside the convention center. So, you know, we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess just like you said, we got to just stay positive and keep doing what we're doing. Um, you know, we can't really change anything right now, so I guess we just have to adapt. What's that quote that you always used about adapting or something yeah. like that? It's not always the strongest or the smartest who survive, but those who are most adaptable. That one, that one always sticks in my head. I really like when you put that in your emails because that, yeah. that does. Yeah, we just got to be able to change and, you know, move on. You know, I think people, we get stuck in our ways so much just as as people and we we do things because that's the way they've always been done. And this is what we've always done it. This is what we've always done it. And I remember when I first became the cheer director here at American, I told our staff, because I was obviously the new guy. All of the coaches I'd been in American for you know quite some time, and I remember telling them like my first week there. I said the answer to my question when I asked the reason why we do something, like hey, why do we do that here? The answer to your question should not be because that's the way we've always done it. Like I need a real answer. Oh, we do it that way because you know, it keeps the athletes safer than doing it another way. Oh, we do it that way because, you know, it's just a more efficient way versus doing it this way. Why do we do it that way? Oh, 
well, that's just the way we've always done it. Like we have to ha- actually have reasons why we do things. And, and, you know, when things change, we need to say, okay, do we, are we sticking with this because it's just the way we've always done it? Or should we be changing? Like, don't we have reason to change right now? You know, like, like I've always, I wanted to do live competitions because that's the way we've always done things. But if it's between live competitions or no competitions or sorry, virtual competitions or no competitions, then I've got to make a decision and go, okay, well, we're going to do virtual competitions or at least we're going to start sprinkling them into our schedule to give these athletes the opportunity to bear fruit. And and it's really important that that happens. Um, You see it during the summer, the kids, you know, they start in May we're conditioning, we're working hard, they're getting yelled and screamed at and they're doing all these things and they and it's a it's the longest period of time that they have in between competitions. So, you know, if their last competition was April, they don't compete again until December, right? If it's long or January. That's a long time not to compete. And so they don't have that 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 gratification, that payoff of being like, oh, the work was worth it. Like, oh, that's, you know what? If we can go out there and like getting yelled at and having to condition and doing all those things, all those things are worth it once I hit that competition stage. But when they don't have that gratification, they don't ha- they don't see the fruits of their labor. That's when they want to like, that's when they start getting lazy and they want to quit and they want to do all those things because they don't see why, like, is cheerleading fun right now? So we've got to make sure that we give, so I know it's super important that we give these athletes so they can see the fruits of their labor. No one wants the labor without the fruit. None of us do. We all want to labor. Well, none of us want to labor, but the reason we labor is so that we can get a payoff, you know, and, and the kids are the same exact way. They do not want to work hard just for working hard. They want to work hard and get new skills. They want to work hard and move up levels. They want to work hard and perform on the competition floor. And if that competition floor, even that competition floor is at their gym, they want to have a little bit of fruit for their labor. And so I just think it's important that we give them that fruit. Oh, no, that, I mean, it makes sense to me. I, I, exactly what you said, that that's, that hits it like right on the nail. Have you had any um, athletes, like, say anything to you about, you know, no competitions or virtual competitions or, you know, anything like that? I had one particular set of athletes, two athletes. And it was back when we were holding off before we were going to do virtual competitions or not. And they said, well, and there's some of our older athletes in the team or in the program. And they actually said, you know, I want to do some virtuals. Like I at least want to get on a score sheet sometime before, you know, we got to go to like Dallas. And I was like, oh, and it, I was like, okay, like these kids aren't as against it as I would have thought they would have been. Yeah. But, you know, so I've had a, I've had tons of conversations with the athletes about it, about their opinions about it. But I did, you know, before the Christmas break, I did have a couple say, yeah, like, yeah, let's do some, let's do some virtuals. Like we got to see you with the, get some feedback from the judges. I was like, I'll give you the feed. I'll give you all the feedback you need. They're not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But the kids want to hear it, you know, from, um, but it's, it's important that we get the, 
The other thing is, it is important that we get feedback. Feedback, the judges, it's just real cool about, it's weird because as a coach, you feel like you know everything. And you're like, this stunt sequence is going to score really well. Or actually, our kids aren't that good this year. And so this stunt sequence isn't going to score well at all. And then you go to a competition and the judges actually give you feedback. And it's really cool because sometimes you don't think you don't think the stunt sequence or the tumbling or whatever is going to score that high and actually gets a decent score. And you're like, Hey, that's not bad. And it helps so much because it doesn't, it relieves so much pressure off of you to have to change that stunt sequence or that tumbling pass as quickly. You still know you need to change it, but when it doesn't score poorly, you go, okay, well, we've got another month or two. Like I bought myself some time in order to get these skills up before they go. And it also can be a humbling experience where you think, oh, this is going to be perfect. The judge is going to be, there's going to be tears in judges' eyes. They're going to think this is so perfect. And, you know, and they hit you with a big fat 9.7 and you're like, okay, well, <laughs> I guess I'm not God's get the cheerleading back to the drawing boards, kids. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. super important to get that feedback from the judges because it, um, it really does help shape, you know, the things that we do you know, before we hit the, um, the big events, you know, the ones that we're trying to win and everything. Do you ever sin? Cause I know like you guys record them at practice and then like replay it for them. Do you guys ever send the videos to like other coaches, you know, that, you know, in the industry, get their feedback? Uh, not really. I, when I was younger, I used to get a lot more feedback. When I was younger, I would get more feedback, especially when I was trying to figure out how the score sheet worked and I was trying to figure out how to actually win. At the time, I knew that it was a – there's so much that it takes to actually win a competition. To have the team that actually won the competition, you have to do so much. You just can't be the best technical skills coach. Right, you have to get kids, even if you can teach every kid how to do whatever skill you want, you have to get the kids to be motivated to want to do those skills and motivated to come to practice. And then you gotta get those kids, you know, there's just so many things. And um, you have to, there's just so many things. And then you have to make sure that you're teaching the right skills, skills that actually hit the score sheet, you know? And so when I was learning all of those things, I would send out videos a lot more often or just pick people's brains like why isn't this scoring like I thought this would score you know a nine every time and it's scoring a seven I just don't understand why and so when I was younger I I would do it a lot I don't do it so much anymore I've gotten to the point where I I I tell this to coaches all the time I do cheerleading the way I like cheerleading and there's a certain aesthetic that I like in our routines and I've just decided that that's the way I'm going to do cheerleading. And I'm, and, and that's where we're going to do it. And so sometimes I'll say this, more coaches send me videos than I send out videos. So there you go. But it, I mean, yeah. it is, it is very common that coaches send videos and get, get feedback from other, other coaches. But I've just decided that I like, there's so many, I used to want to argue with anyone. So many people argue with me about, just stupid stuff that I'm not going to change. And I go, Ooh, that's just the way we do it. And I'm not changing it. Like I like the way that looks or I like the technique that produces. 
And I don't want to have arguments with coaches about, you know, and, and I found that when I used to do it, some coaches were too nice and I wanted them to be mean. And I would like send stuff out and they were like, Oh yeah, they look great. I was like, I know they look great, but I need to know where they look weak at. Like, I need to know our weaknesses, not our strengths. And so I just couldn't, apart uh, here. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find coaches to actually be – I found a couple of, like, judges that would actually do I remember one judge. I sent this routine, and I'm thinking this routine is God's gift of cheerleading. I really do. I thought this was – I thought this thing was a masterpiece, a virtuoso. And I send it to him, and he sent me back this email i couldn't believe how long this email was and he broke he he shredded our routine and again i thought this was the greatest routine ever he shreds this routine that we had and i'm like oh okay and, but the way he explained everything i totally i was like oh okay i see that from a, a new perspective but but you can't really it's been hard for me to get other coaches to give me real critical feedback I say critical feedback, genuine feedback without trying. Cause sometimes I'll get coaches that just give me feedback just to say they gave me feedback. Oh yeah. And, and I'm like, that's not even re- what we, what are you even talking about? That wasn't even real what you just said. So, you know, yeah, it's been, it's been hard to get either coaches to be real with me and give me real feedback that actually was like, Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Or or they just give me feedback just to say that they gave me feedback. And I you know, like, you know, sometimes I do, but anyway, yeah. But I love doing, I love, I love when coaches send me videos. Cause I'll go and I'll, I'll let them know I'm like, Hey, you need to, you need to get Susie over there. Susie's, I don't know. Might need to talk to her mom about getting extra classes or something. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know I need to enroll the twins in an extra class, but I, they just can't make up their mind if they want to do tumbling or flight school. So I told them they got to pick one, you know? Yeah. Um, so how's the other like coaches, you know, I know you talk to a lot of coaches. Are they starting to probably travel out of state to compete or just virtual? Wait, real quick, real quick. I do trust our coaches, our coaches at American. I trust their opinion because they know like our style. So I, you know, we, we always give, we always get each other's feedback and opinion, but outsiders, not, not so much as I used to. Anyway, um, other coaches, other programs. Man, I haven't talked to any other coaches from other programs in California. Definitely not since the new year and maybe not even in the month of, December really I can't remember well no I talked to I talked to a couple coaches about virtuals they were they were the ones who actually convinced me that we should do a virtual because I wasn't really on that bandwagon but I talked to them and they've all had good they've all said you know what we were kind of hesitant about it but they actually turned out better than we thought they were it's like Jason you really should schedule some virtuals on your you know calendar and I was like, okay and, and two different coaches two different regions of the country and they both said that they had really good experiences with them. And so I'm like, all right, we'll do it. Actually, now I think about th- three coaches, three different programs. So 
I think, I mean, honestly, I think people are just doing whatever they need to do to give these athletes a season. And, you know, if they're like, oh, hey, yeah. we got to travel. So, but I need, you know, you're right. I need to call up some other coaches here in the state. The last I talked to a coach about the competition schedule, the last I talked to a coach was before everything else got, it was before Vegas, all the Vegas things got canceled. So we were talking and like, okay, well, we're thinking about Vegas and they were entertaining Arizona and thinking about going to, going to Nashville as well. And I was like, okay. So I didn't say, I didn't feel like I was crazy suggesting Nashville when they said, oh yeah, we're thinking about Nashville. I was like, hey, we're actually thinking about Nashville too. So. Now, so for the Myrtle Beach and the Nashville, you know, whichever one you guys decide, are those like a regular, like two-day competition or is it kind of like a summit type thing where we need to fly in and then have a practice and then compete? How, how is that? How, what is that going to be like, you think? No, I think we're going to do it normal. Like it's a normal two-day competition. You know, we compete Saturday, Sunday. So, you know, get there on Friday. See you guys Saturday morning. Let's make it happen. And well, that makes life a lot easier for me now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just keep it normal. I don't want to blow it up and make it crazy and bigger than what it is. Just we'll keep things normal. You know, Thursday night practice, fly out, catch the red eye, enjoy your day on Friday, explore the, you know, explore the city. See you guys Saturday morning, hit twice, collect some trophies, go home. Eat some, I'm not sure what they eat in Tennessee. Eat some barbecue. Eat some, yeah, I guess they eat barbecue in South Carolina too. So, <laughs> and then, yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, so yeah, that's where we're at right now, I guess, with everything. Um, I don't know. Anything else we should talk about today? No, but I, if we continue to do this or I can, you know, be on here with you, I have a good idea. I'll have to probably talk to you about it in person. I don't want to give any secrets away. Yeah. Don't be giving um, the secrets away on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to talk to you about it in person, but I have a, I have a pretty good idea uh, for what we could, we could both do something again, but no, I think, I mean, you know, I think it's just, it is what it is. My husband always says that it's crazy, but I now say it too. Um, and we're just kind of trucking along with life and, uh, you know, looking for, I put all of, um, our, the email that you sent out, I put all of that in my calendar and I'm sure my husband's calendar was ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, <laughs> cause we have our calendars are linked together. Uh, I didn't tell the girls about Nashville or Myrtle beach just cause I don't want to, I don't know which one is going to happen yet. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, we just got to keep doing it. They're still in a sport. They're still in practice. Yes, we want the competitions, but uh, right now it's just kind of like roll with the flow, you know? Yeah. My gut I'm feeling not really... right now is, um... oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you're, you're fine. Go ahead. No, my gut feeling is Myrtle Beach the Na if I had to choose, I would choose Nashville. I think it's going to be, I feel like we'd have fun in the city. I know the event is really, really good, really good event. Uh, 
but I've, I've heard that they haven't had any actual events in the city of Nashville yet. They've had a bunch in the state of Tennessee, none in the city of Nashville. And so I have a feeling Nashville isn't it, even though that's the one I really, really want to go to. I have a feeling it's going to be Myrtle Beach. But then we just got to decide which of those two. It's literally two competitions, you know, back-to-back weekends at the same exact place. They're not even in different places in Myrtle Beach. Same exact spot. And, you know, we just got to figure out which one is a, you know, better ran event. And then trying to wait for people from South Carolina to call me back. I'm like, yo, call me. I need to talk to you about competitions. Trying to come out there. But, you know. I want to know, have you been to any of the, the, have you been to any of them? Like when you were an athlete or as a coach? Neither one of them, but spirits. Well, one of them is spirit sports. So, oh, you know, ran by the same people that hold it, host it here. And from what I've heard, not from other coaches, but from other like event producers, what I've heard is that it's a great event and people love spirit sports out there the same way they love spirit sports out here. So you know, for what that's worth. But they have one less bid at that spirit sports event. And that might just be the, uh, that might be the, you know, the deciding factor is going somewhere that has more bids. You know, I feel like if I asked our parent, I mean, yeah, I already know. Well, who knows? I don't know. I feel, you know, and that's the thing. I wish they would have made the the decision easy. I wish the, the competition with more bids would have been spirit sports. Cause they would be like, Oh, it's a no brainer. We already love spirit sports. It's a great event. Let's go. But it's not. Spirit sports, which we love, is the one with less bids. So it's like, ah, what do we do? I just wish we – I just – and but kind of want to go to Nashville. So we'll see. I don't know. But I'll make sure I talk to my thing, North Carolina. I didn't even think about the bids. So this is – my remember, remember my way of thinking is totally different than yours so I feel like at this point like the bids will be more so for the summit teams because like for junior white and youth black they were going to go to um Disneyland here in California Mm -hmm. yeah regionals um and me personally thinking it's probably not going to happen um so the bid are do you think they would do a virtual regionals? Well, they're having regionals everywhere. So I don't know if they'll do I'm not sure what they're gonna do about the West Coast, but some of these other regionals might be open. Like the region I'm assuming I'm not sure if there's a regional in Texas, but I mean there's other regionals that are gonna be oh, open. Oh yeah. Okay, so we don't have to specifically pick and like you guys don't have we don't have to go to Anaheim. We could go to another one, right? correct we don't have to go to Duh. that one yeah Hello. I, don't, I don't know if i actually think we're gonna go to a different region i guess we i don't think we're gonna go to a different region i it wasn't my plan that we would get a regional bid and then go to i don't know i think that one in like illinois or something like that and go to illinois or florida or somewhere i am holding out hope that by april we have events here in California, including the regional summit, but we can win a bid in South Carolina and then we can win a regional bid in South Carolina and then compete with that bid in Anaheim. Okay. Okay. 
I don't even know why you're probably like Brittany. What is wrong with you, girl? Like you don't know this already? No, that was a good question. It was a good question. You know, I don't think people realized. It, it was a good question. Like, oh yeah, they have these in different. There's going to be five of these things going on. Yeah. Within the same week or whatever. But yeah, so there we well, go. So, you know. Go ahead. No, you go. I, I don't really know what I was going to say. I didn't really have anything to say. All right. Well, then I, I have no idea how long we've been talking. Who knows? I don't know. We don't have a timer or anything on here. We don't. Dude, we're amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you know, we, we get better as we go, right? Yeah. Here we, go. Oh, we can only go up from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So then let's let's wrap this thing up. So, people. If you're listening, do me a huge favor. Hit the like. We need the algorithm. We need the algorithm to bless us. So hit the like button. Share this with a friend. Let's get this thing going. And, um, you know, Brittany, thanks for joining me. This thanks is fun. It's always, it's, me. it's always fun. We have a good conversation. I feel like we do. I mean, I feel like we just vibe off each other, you know? Some people yeah. might not understand our silliness but hey it works you know hey two people just talking cheer right let's talk cheer what's all about i could yeah. talk it all day i could i really could yeah that's all we thanks don't have for having around. me hopefully we uh i'll see you at the gym or i'll message you about an idea i have maybe we could do that one um yeah for sure all right, guys, share this, like this, subscribe, leave a comment. Five, six, seven, eight, we're out. Hey, guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening. Thank you.